This is the Guardians and Gladiators podcast, Special Olympics-based show with your hosts, Lozy and Coach. Hey, here we go, and welcome to this week's episode of Guardians and Gladiators. My name is Lozy, and always with me is Coach. How you doing? Excellent. Hello, Lozy. Thanks for asking. <laughs> How are you uh, this week? Good. 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 Are you going to uh, come out to hockey tomorrow, or in a couple days? Yes. Excellent. No. That's oh no no two weeks two weeks right because we're Halloween. Halloween yeah that's right <laughs> anyways we have we might as well just get right into it yeah uh, we have a special guest today special guest welcome to the show our uh, honorable honorable Senator Jim Monson hey welcome thank you great. for joining uh, us great again. great great to be here with you the two of you <laughs> excellent thank you so much. Um, you are a retired federal senator, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, I have been retired for one year now. Uh, here I am at the age of uh, 76, and the Constitution in this country says you have to retire at 75. Have to. Uh, but I do still retain the, the title honorable. Mm-hmm. Now, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm still Jim Munson, or as my mother would call me, Jimmy Munson, or as my father would call me, a scamp. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't think titles really matter. I think what matters is uh, who you are and what you do. Exactly. For sure. Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of everything, we do like to do um, our one of our favorite segments, and that is Dad Joke of the Day. Dad joke. Dad joke. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> now, I, I was really, really trying to find a political one, but I couldn't really find any that were uh, suitable, <laughs> family friendly, I, I, I would say. So, uh, you know what? The other day, I saw a ghost. Oh. Really? You know that? No. I knew it was one as soon as it walked through the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, boy. Especially, especially around Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, there we go. That was kind of appropriate, that there. Uh, good stuff. Well, again, thanks for uh, taking some time out of your busy, busy schedule. Um, even retired, you were apparently a fairly busy man, so... We do appreciate that. Well, it's yeah. Uh, I, I I always have time for Special Olympics uh, from the get go. Yeah, uh, that will never end with retirement because um, we're off to the big gala in Toronto next month. I think it's the 18th of November, mm-hmm. where thousands and tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars are raised for Special Olympics Canada. Yep, and uh, it's wonderful to walk. Uh, with all those celebrities and also um, some athletes and coaches yep. at, uh, at, the, at the gala in Toronto on the, on the 18th. And, right. and, and I, I stay busy uh, across the country connecting with uh, various chapters. And to me, uh, to be on this uh, particular uh, program, this podcast, by the way, it's the first podcast I've ever been on. Excellent. Well, welcome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just kind of like a radio show, yeah, more or less. But it's on the right. internet, so. All right. But no, that's. I great. was in. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, way, way back in another career I had, I was in radio, uh, for fourteen years. Right. Uh, 
goes back to 1965 okay. to 1979. I was in radio before I got into television. And then I crossed the floor, as they would say, and got into politics. Yes. Now, <laughs> you you did, like you said, you were uh, like a journalist, right? Or you, you started as a disc jockey? Is that hmm. is that what it was? Or Well... Well, I, I, yeah, I, I started as everything. Yeah. Uh, I was 19 years old, and uh, I went uh, to a little radio station in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. And if you can believe it, in the, this day and age, I was paid a grand total of $36 a week. Wow. My room and board, or my room and breakfast, was $8 a week. Oof. And it was a 250-watt radio station. Yeah called CJLS, mm -hmm. and I'm 19, and I had left home. I went uh, b back to university later in life, but mm -hmm. I wanted to be on my own, and uh, that's how it all started. Wow. And so I, uh, sure, I had, uh, I had programs, uh, and I read the news, and I did everything. I played a lot of uh, senior hockey as well as a part-time thing in my life. Yep. But uh, yeah, so it was uh, radio... Uh, but I always had a dream. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like Special Olympic athletes, they always have a dream about doing better. And I always thought that maybe one day if I work really hard, I could be a reporter on Parliament Hill. Mm. And uh, so I ended up uh, in another radio station where I, almost in the area where I grew up in, in northern New Brunswick and uh, in Bathurst, New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. I'm from Campbellton, New Brunswick. And then moved to Montreal, and um, uh, for the listeners here today or tonight, uh, covered the FLQ crisis uh, way back in the early 70s. Got to Ottawa, mm -hmm. worked in radio. Then I joined CTV National News in 1979. Yep. And and with that, a uh, very short story, um, uh, 24 years in television, and I was based in London, England. Okay. Uh, wow. Not London, Ontario, but London, England. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, also based in China. Wow. Holy and, cow. Uh, and then, yeah. And so I was overseas, and I covered a lot of uh, tough issues, like the massacre in Tiananmen Square, right. the Gulf War, various things. And yep. then um, came back to Canada and uh, eventually ended up and we can talk about that later if you want, but I ended up working for the Prime Minister of Canada. Um, Jean Chrétien, when, right? Uh, Jean Chrétien, mm -hmm. as his Director of Communications. And I never thought, Losey, that I would ever leave journalism because we always thought that politics and politicians, that, uh, we covered them, but going there would be working on the dark side, uh, <laughs> the other side. Uh, but, you know, uh, sometimes things happen in life, and uh, I lost my job uh, at the age of 55. Maybe I was too old then at uh, CTV, mm -hmm. but a few of us were let go, and uh, and that's in the nature of the business. It changes, sure. and I didn't know what I was going to do, uh, Todd, and I ended up um, getting a call from the Prime Minister's office, and I will not do a Jean Chrétien accent, but uh, he was my <laughs> boss, and he was... He was Jean Chrétien, yeah. and he would say, Jimmy. Yeah. And so I ended up working for him yep. for two years. And uh, this story will bring us to Special Olympics, by the way, because after two years of working for him, he has the power to appoint people to the Senate. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, and he said, Jimmy, 
would you like to be a senator? And I said, yes, I would like to be a senator because I knew that I'd have an opportunity to do the things I've always thought I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And that was to work with people with uh, uh, intellectual disabilities in the world of inclusion. Mm -hmm. And it was, and, uh, and thus began my adventure in the Senate. Right. Day one mm -hmm. with Special Olympics Canada. Oh, nice. That's my shortened version of the <laughs> of my story. That's not, nice. not bad. So what, what do senators actually do? Well, some take naps. <laughs> Seen that on CPAC a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, uh, and, and, and when, and, and, but I'm just joking about that. <laughs> uh, senators really, um, they're hardworking uh, souls who come from various backgrounds across the country who, um, who are really passionate about some of the uh, the causes that they were involved in before they became senators but in in the scheme of things in parliament no law is passed in this country unless it goes through the senate right so when losey asks what do senators do let's say there's a bill on health care improving it uh across this country and there's a, a, a bill has been proposed and it, it has to become law before you can spend money on a, on a new program for Canadians. That bill, piece of legislation, has to go to the Senate of Canada. And in the Senate, they go through the same process of debating that bill before it becomes law. And they have the opportunity to improve it, to improve the legislation, to amend it, to make it better from their perspective. And so that's one thing that senators do. The other thing that senators do is that they end up, because it's a place for minority rights. Traditionally, in the long ago, the Senate was there for the minority rights of the English rights and French rights in Canada. Mm -hmm. Well, it has evolved. So many senators, including myself, have taken up the causes that were important to them. So there's a lot of advocacy going on, and that's extremely important. And senators also do uh, major studies. For example, a number of years ago, there was a study done on mental health. Mm -hmm. And senators uh, came up with a uh, proposal, which is being used today uh, on mental health in this country, uh, because it's a serious issue. Uh, where I come into it as a senator uh, is, is in the world of inclusion. And it's important for, it was important for me uh, to get involved with Special Olympics and other uh, other groups uh, uh, because I felt that their voices, the voices of those who didn't have a strong enough voice, were not being heard. Mm -hmm. So I took up that opportunity as a senator. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. There you go. So mm -hmm. what, um, what was your primary drive to be part of Special Olympics or, or what was the reasoning for going into that direction with your career? Well, uh, uh, this is something very close to my heart. Uh, and it's personal and it's family. Uh, uh, way back uh, in the late 60s when I was first married, my wife and I had a beautiful baby boy. Mm -hmm. And his name was Timothy James Alexander Munson. And... Uh, when Timmy was born, he didn't show any signs of, well, he was just a, a normal little baby. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was deduced that uh, 
Uh, they used the terms in those days. It was just awful. They used the terms um, mongoloid, mm-hmm. whatever. They weren't. Yep. But he uh, he was a Down syndrome yep. baby. And Timmy only lived for a, a 10 to 11 months. He didn't pass away because he had Down syndrome, by no means. No, no, of course not. He had bronchitis because he was susceptible to yep. flus and so on and yep. so forth. So when you're a young dad and a young mom and you have a child and you lose your child, it's devastating. I, yeah, uh, there's sadness, but there's also anger, anger like why me? Yep. And I always thought in my life, if I could ever do anything in my life that would honor his brief life, mm-hmm. because I think we're all here for a reason, whether it's 10 months, 10 years, 100 years, sure. we're here for a reason, then I would do something. And as time went on, and I just talked about my background uh, working as a journalist overseas, I, I was in a lot of refugee camps yep. in Cambodia and in uh, the Middle East. And children were being adopted, but nobody was going to adopt a child with, uh, with uh, Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to adopt a child with uh, a physical disability. Yep. And I said, I can always tell their story, which I did. Yep. But if I can do more than just tell a story on CTV National News, I'll do that. Yep. And I got that opportunity, right? Yes. And I never expected to be. I thought I'd be a journalist all my life. And, but things happen in life and you're challenged in life. Yep. And with that challenge, you only have one step you can take and that is forward. Every time, the only step you can take is forward. Yep. So when Mr. Chrétien appointed me to the Senate, I thought, where can I move and what organization could I be involved with that would help me fulfill my promise to my son, yep. who would be in his early 50s now. Right. And so I walked into the I walked into the Special Olympics office in Toronto. Oh my goodness, it's uh, <laughs> 19, 20 years ago. Yeah. And I told them my story, and it was uh, a a eureka moment. Yep. In the in the sense of, we can be partners in this because Special Olympics uh, at that time, they were getting funding, mm-hmm. but they weren't getting proper funding. Right. Uh, and they weren't getting sustainable funding. People weren't believing that Special Olympics were a sports organization. Yeah, yeah. This is not just you know handing out some money for sort of some uh, people to to play games and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Dr. Frank Hayden wouldn't have anything to do with that. But it was still difficult to get the government's attention, and there was uh, funding for sure. And so and so I decided that here's what I'm going to do. So uh, uh, thus this partnership began. And I began to talk it up. As you can see, I like to talk. <laughs> and I and I especially like to talk about Special Olympics and um, began to arrange meetings with uh, some of the powers that be in government yep. and, and the powers that be uh, uh, in Special Olympics. And, you know, you can have all the games and have all the fun that we, we want to have. But behind the scenes, there are people who are working so hard from the in the bureaucracy to politicians. But the big champion for me, now can you imagine this? Uh, I worked with liberal governments, I'm a liberal senator. Mm -hmm. But the big champion for me through all of this was former finance minister, Jim Flaherty, a conservative minister. But he's the man with the money. He was a finance minister and he was also a man with a heart 
because one of his sons has an intellectual disability. I didn't know that. I met yeah. him. Yeah. 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 I met him. Uh, and they, some lobbyists would say, well, was he say, well, how did you get into his door? I said, well, I'm on the third floor to the center block in the parliament buildings. He's on the fourth floor. His name is Jim. My name is Jim. He's a short guy. I'm a short guy. We're both originally, we're both originally from New Brunswick. Yeah. Um, let's chat. So yeah. I sat down with him, and he said, bring them in, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the executives at that time. And uh, they came. And it was a, I remember the day they came because uh, the minister was being challenged in the House of Commons in question period by uh, the liberals of the day, and he wasn't in a good mood. But when he came in and I told him my story and they told their story, he just said, put together a business plan. Yep. And, and thus was, was born the groundwork for sustainable funding, from my perspective, for Special Olympics. So I always hold a special spot in my heart for the late uh, Jim Flaherty uh, for what he did. And uh, <laughs> I remember uh, we have two boys now. One's name is Claude. Uh, and the other's name is Jamie. And we had a big Special Olympics day on the hill playing soccer. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son, who is a soccer player, was a soccer player, came to see his dad play with uh, the Special Olympic athletes mm-hmm. and uh, and parliamentarians, including Jim Flaherty. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, every time the ball, I touched the ball, my son kept yelling, go, Jim, go, Jim, 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 go, way to go, Jim, Jim. And 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 Jim Flaherty thought it was him that oh. was cheering for, for Jim. Uh, but but anyway, that's just a small story to show that um, politics, color of politics, your 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 political color doesn't matter. No. Uh, and so since that time until this day, and liberal governments and whatever governments in power will not uh, ever uh, erase or bring down. What is important funding besides all the sponsorship funding that right. uh, that Special Olympics get? So yeah. that's that was part of the the role that happens with us in in uh, in politics. That's good because wasn't there, if I recall correctly, and and I could be wrong, didn't they just recently increase funding for Special Olympics? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they sustained it, and there have been increases. Yeah, absolutely, and, and yeah, on, on on a national level, and. Uh, and, 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 and it's proven, um, you know, the arguments that we're making, too, and uh, Losey, and as, as you as coach would know that, uh, it's not only the, the, um, the athletic ability of, 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 our, of our athletes, it is uh, their mental health, yeah. their physical health, uh, their inclusion in society, the yeah. way, you know, from getting jobs to getting married to doing whatever you're doing, um, there, there's the benefit, you know, Jean Chrétien, when I worked for him, he said, I like what you're doing, and I, and I like what your thoughts, what you're, you're thinking of, you're going to do. And then when I was doing doing all those things as a senator, mm-hmm. uh, he said, I like what you're doing. He says, because you know what, Jimmy? Uh, when these people go to work, when people uh, with an intellectual or physical disability uh, go to work, guess what they're doing? They're making money. Yeah. Guess what that means? They're paying taxes. <laughs> of course, he'd say that. Guess what that yeah, means? Of course. And guess what that means? That means that there's money uh, in uh, for for the government uh, to operate, and yeah. you become. But the big, the more egalitarian part of that is that you're part, you're part and parcel yeah. 
of society. Yes. You're not just trying to enter, look through a door saying, help yeah. me. Yeah. You're saying, look at me. Yeah. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm on a playing field, not only in sport, yeah. but I'm on a playing field when it comes to the, uh, the society that we live in. Yeah. <laughs> and it definitely shows that with uh, like a lot of the athletes that I've, um, you know, talked to and, and have been around the ones that, that are employed there, they love it. Even if it's in a volunteer position, like yeah. some of them might not be, you know, have paying, paying jobs, but you know, they're out working mm-hmm. and they're being, you know, included in a lot of stuff and it's great. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, now, aside from the galas, what other kind of uh, Special Olympics events have you been to? Like, have you been to any of like the hometown games or the national or provincial games or anything like that? Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I've, um, over the years, I've tried, I tell this story. Uh, there's a little town outside of Ottawa called, uh, a little place called Navin. And in fact, Ottawa is now encroaching on farmland and moving into a little village called Navin. And then there's a big place called, um, there's a big place called uh, uh, Nagano mm-hmm. in Japan. And I say to people, I have been for Special Olympics from Navin to Nagano. Yeah. And I am as comfortable in Navin on a winter day <laughs> for games in a cold, cold arena. Yeah. It's now been torn down, but it was a barn. Oh, those cold barns. And we're Special Olympics <laughs> where, you know, there was, there's figure skating going on and different things are t- taking place. Mm-hmm. As I am in the world games that were in Nagano. Yeah. And, and, and that, um, so those have been some of the, uh, and, I, and I would follow and write about as well, uh, since it was my, my, my past uh, career as writing and speaking like this, would tell stories as well about Special Olympics athletes that would end up in the Ottawa Citizen. Or uh, I remember one athlete who was a figure skater in Nagano, and uh, uh, he... Uh, was ready to do his figure skating routine, mm-hmm. uh, but he came over to have a chat with me, and then uh, and he was also hard of hearing, but he had a special uh, uh, audio set on where he was listening to music. Yep. And his coach came running over, saying to him, "You're on! You're on! You have to be on! Why? Why are you sitting in the stands when you should be, when you should be uh, skating?" And he looked at her and he said. Every athlete needs a little downtime. <laughs> yeah, but he got out there and he curtsied in front of the princess of uh, Japan. Uh, and it was uh, one of those moments where you look at, um, you can watch an NHL hockey game. You can watch a CFL football game. You can, but uh, there's no other place I'd rather be uh, than s- seeing the pure uh, aspect of sport. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, I look, I've been, um, I've been from uh, Navin to Nagano. I've, I've been to the games, the world games in, in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to world games in, in, in Greece in uh, winter games in Austria, yep. uh, many games in Ontario in on cold winter days in various towns. And uh, in fact, our national games in Thunder Bay was a real, a real treat. Mm-hmm. Um, I will never. I, I understand that Losey uh, plays uh, hockey. Yep. Yep. 
floor hockey. Yeah. Uh, I, I will never, ever again step onto a pod uh, because it was a, a terrifying moment in my life. Uh, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Even though... <laughs> Sometimes. Even, yeah. Uh, well, they're, they're not... Uh, well, not crazy. I mean, they're <laughs> athletes who are just... They're intense all athletes. athletes. Are, all athletes are intense or crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. And, That's what I mean. And I, but, but, you know, but you know what? One time in... in uh, I, I stepped on, I think, one time in... P, it was a PEI, and I thought, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 76 years old, uh, but I'm still playing hockey, old-timers hockey, yep. and I played a pretty serious hockey when I was uh, younger, mm -hmm. uh, but to step on, it's, a, it's another special skill to step on to a pod mm -hmm. and the intensity, but along with that intensity is kindness, uh, and it's where I saw kindness at its best. Uh, as a senator, I introduced a bill, by the way, before I retired, which became law, introducing Kindness Week in Canada. Yes. Where we, and, uh, and I think it's very important. But one of the, and, and why do I do, th why did I do something like that? Well, it was in uh, Nagano. Mm -hmm. I, I have to make sure I have this right. But there was a, a game against Cuba. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the, the men's team was, uh, there was a good team for a couple of number of years from Peterborough. Uh, and uh, they, they got older and older and older, so and people get younger and younger. But this team from Cuba stepped on into the pod, and they had hardly any equipment. Uh, and it took everything for this Peter Rowe team to beat them that day, uh, to win that game. And at the end of the game, all the extra equipment that the team had from Team Canada, mm -hmm. everything, they gave it all to the Cubans. Nice. Yeah, and I and I, I if I have the country wrong, I apologize to those who are coming onto this podcast. They may say it's another team from South America, but I think it was. Yeah. Anyway, the team and the, this team, their athleticism, uh, their joy of being there, their participation. In fact, uh, I think my favorite sport is is uh, of course because I love hockey. Is hockey? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to take anything away from anybody else because. Uh, I also love the idea that golf is part and parcel of uh, <laughs> uh, Special Olympics now because yep. I'm a golfer. I golfed yesterday. At I'm a golfer too. Four degree. Yeah. Oh yeah. What did you? Sh what do you normally shoot? Uh, what like a couple over par? Yeah. Usually? Mid oh, mid forties. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. On a, that's what I did on yesterday. A, on a nine <laughs> on a nine hole. Yeah. Nine holes. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. Yesterday I had a 46, 45. Hard to break ninety. Yeah. Uh, terrible. Yeah. We. Uh, who's who? Yeah. Go ahead. No. Who's the Who's the young woman? Uh, uh, the athlete, the golfer. The one in Niagara Falls, that, right? Uh, Tess. Yeah. Tess. Yeah. Tess. Yes. Tess. Yeah. Oh, she is a hero to me. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. been uh, trying to get her on. She's obviously like super busy with her uh, golf, but in other sports and other sports. Yeah, we we did have Rick Buck Jr. on as well. Um, he's uh, the male, one of the high level top males. Yeah, yeah. Um, he I get, he's like sponsored by TaylorMade, and um, yeah, he's hmm. pretty he's a fairly good golfer. He always uh, hmm. joshes us back and forth when we're doing our uh, golf tournaments. So yeah, wow. <laughs> And 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 uh, with golf, there's so many other sports. Um, uh, in in all my travels, I think one of the uh, one of the great moments. Uh, I had worked in China, mm -hmm. 
as a reporter from 1987 to 1992. And during that time, in very closed in China, there would be no, nobody admitting that uh, there were people with uh, uh, intellectual disabilities or whatever. It, it just it was that kind of society. Right. Yet many years later, the World Games were held in Shanghai. <laughs> and, you know, because... Um, the pressure was on, and, yep. and uh, you know, you want to be part of the world, then you, you, you let your athletes out and, and let them participate uh, with Special Olympics. Yeah. And uh, there was, uh, you love this story, I think, uh, <laughs> Jackie Barrett. Yeah. Oh, Remember yes. Jackie Barrett, the weightlifter? From Newfoundland. Well. He's the moose. Newfoundland. I had him on yeah, the yeah, show. He, I had him on the right. show back in the first season. I've got him on. Did you? Yeah. Wow. What a guy, right? Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Well, you can imagine his size and my size. When I had told him my story about our son one time in Halifax, he just gave me the biggest hug. He said, I'm here for you, nice. you know. And then, but in Shanghai, he had been going, he had been living in Halifax at that time. And I know he's from Cornerbrook in Newfoundland. Yep. Or as he would say, Newfoundland Labrador. <laughs> and so... These are the, the games, this is a way, and I've never been at a weightlifting event, and it's very dynamic, right? And so they had the big crowd there, and I walked over to him, and I said, <laughs> now remember, he's living in Halifax, he's a Newfoundlander, but he's living in Halifax in those days. So I walked over to him, and I said, Jackie, how are you feeling? He said, I'm feeling pretty good. He said, uh, I said, what? He said, what? I said, what is your main competition? And he said, he said, it's China and Russia. And I said, how do you feel about that? He says, what they don't know is that Halifax has come into town. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the next day, you know, I don't know if he broke a world record at that time. I seen him do it in Athens, and then I saw him in the Shanghai thing. And it was just one of these things where people were just screaming with delight. It was just... Because he's a showman, right, yeah. as well. He's, oh, is he? He just won. The first one he misses. Yeah. And some people said, I think even his late mother said that that he probably did it on purpose. <laughs> but the next two were two straight lifts. Yeah. And just boom. Yeah. And he was there. So uh, there are moments, uh, there are moments for me with, uh, I've seen, they're just, they're just, they're just so many. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that even just locally here of going to some of the, the fundraisers here in Ottawa, yeah. uh, hearing a Special Olympic athlete uh, sing O Canada, hearing a Special Olympic athlete, uh, you know, giving their oath. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an oath that should be used by every athlete in the world, you know, let me win, yeah. you know, but if I can't win... Let me be brave in the attempt. Yeah. It's such a humble yeah. oath. Yeah. Because because we have seen it, and I'm sure I'm sure Lozi, you have seen it where and I've seen it where and stories have always been told uh about you know, somebody heading down the uh on a track meet and all of a sudden somebody goes by and just give him a wave, give him yeah. or her a wave, okay. You know, Winning is not everything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a nice it's nice to have medals and it's and 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 that's very that's very good. But at the end of the day, I I always tell people uh, 
Well, what we have are family and friends, right? Yeah. And 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 that's it. Uh, how do you describe richness? Well, it's it's in your heart. It's in what you do. It's in what you do. It's in what uh, special Olympic athletes do. So every time, and why I was very uh, excited about being asked to be on your uh, podcast, Losie, is that I feel I have an opportunity to again uh, spread the word. Uh, again, to uh, around this country because uh, our sport is is growing. Yes. Yeah, if you take time. a look at the, you take a look at the numbers, you take a look at coaches like uh, Todd here and others, and people being involved, and and how much we're moving up, and taking a look at the uh, the health aspect of it all. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just always I'm always comfortable around <laughs> I'm always comfortable around special. Special Olympics. It's. Um, yeah. I think I found my home, and Good. you know, seventy six is just a number. So, when it comes to Special Olympics, I'm not retired. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> I just start started. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I found I have found that out with a lot of the uh, the older volunteers that they've been doing it for a very long time. Some of them longer than both Chris and I have been alive. Yep. So, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> You know, I like I like yeah. I mentioned to you before. You know, I I'm probably almost in year two, um, mm-hmm. and I'm head coach of the floor hockey team. I uh, coach powerlifting. Um, okay, we just started uh, volleyball in London, um, so I'm helping out with that. And uh, in the summertime, I did uh, track and field. So, yeah, they uh-huh. they hook you right in. Yes, they do. Yeah, they they do, and and and. Um what I like about it, uh, if if you're, I, I love the divisioning part of our uh, Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. That if people are listening to this podcast, that you know you, your expertise is based on your level of the competence you have in that particular sport. Yep. So when you division, uh, and I and I, that's what I've had to explain to a lot of people that when uh, when somebody's in a track meet, well, if yeah. if, the, if there's a group that's doing, it, and I saw. Gosh sakes, who's that gentleman from Toronto? I think eleven seconds. I mean, a hundred yard dash. Wow. Uh, uh, and and there are others who can do it in their category between twenty and thirty seconds. And, yeah. But it, they they have their they have their categories, yeah. right? And um, uh, it's it's one it's wonderful to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great to be part of. And you know, I, I'm thinking um, right now of. Um, the legacy, you know, of Dr. Frank. Yeah. And um, Dr. Frank Hayden, uh, to me, is, uh, is he's my ultimate hero. Mm-hmm. Um, he offered me direction when I first got involved in Special Olympics about 20 years ago. Oh, nice. Uh, and, uh, and every person, everybody who has been running uh, the organization, and including today's uh, Sharon Bolenbach, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, these uh, people are so committed yeah. to uh, the lives of others. And when we talk, as I said at the beginning of our chat here today about in- inclusion, uh, we mean inclusion not only in the field of sport. We mean inclusion in society. Yeah. We mean inclusion in, in working. We mean inclusion in having families uh, uh, uh you know, I'm, I'm hoping one day that, you know, a Special Olympic athlete, you know, could be a member of parliament. Uh, 
Why not? Yeah. Why? It, why should any door be closed yeah. uh, to uh, to 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 an athlete uh, with Special Olympics uh, and just just being involved, continuing to be involved? Yeah. And well, there's you, no better advocates than 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 self advocates. Yeah. I mean, you never know because uh, from what I've read, you did have uh, while you were working an assistant. Now I don't know if that yeah. was in. Was that in while you were working in the Senate? Yeah, in the in the Senate. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well Michael. Uh, yeah, Michael Trank. Uh, Michael's uh, thirty-four, mm-hmm. and uh, Michael uh, is has Down syndrome. Yep. And uh, he and I have a friendship uh, uh, that's continued after my retirement. Mm-hmm. In fact, another senator has hi- hired Michael, Senator Mary Coyle from nice. Nova Scotia, and uh, Michael worked with me, and Michael got paid. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, it, uh, and uh, we have we had a program in the Senate called Friends of the Senate program. Yep. And uh, an, a, a few senators, not enough, a, a number of MPs, again, not enough, mm-hmm. have hired people with um, uh, uh, who are part of Special Olympics mm-hmm. and also who have intellectual disabilities, or I always like to say the ability to do things that we can't do. Uh, and special uh, to me, there's there are special abilities as opposed to disabilities. Sure. That's the way I like to look at it. Yeah. That'd be pretty uh, cool to and do. And so, yeah. yeah. And so with Michael, um, you know, he got a paycheck, and I think Mike has more in the bank right now than I do. <laughs> uh, but he's such a loving soul, and yeah. Michael would come to me to all the Special Olympic fundraisers here in uh, in Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, and would be part of it. Uh, we've gone to hockey games. I've never seen more animated movies in my life, and I love them now. I'm into it. In fact, when I travel worldwide, uh, people are watching serious movies. I like to watch animation, all because of Mike. <laughs> Good influence. Because it puts me into yeah. a puts me into a place. Yeah. I'm happy. I understand this. I really, I do. Oh man, uh, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and 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 um, yeah. So and we we've kept and you know what and you know what Mike also brought uh, to the hill. Mm-hmm. He brought love to Parliament Hill. Yeah. Uh, he brought uh, he he brought people out. Um, uh, uh, for example, uh, the security guards. Yep. Other people, the clerk, and yep. the rest of it. And people uh, were kind, and and they stopped for a moment. They weren't in such a hurry, yep. because Michael was very happy to see you. Mm-hmm. And Michael and I also traveled uh, to conferences, uh, Down Syndrome Conference in Hamilton. We yep. went to a, a conference in in uh, uh, Winnipeg, and we told our story. Nice. And uh, so, by telling those stories and sharing them with others, I think it just gives so many people confidence that if you can work for a senator you yeah. can work anywhere absolutely yeah and 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 there's and there and there was a paycheck involved yeah and 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 that and that was in terms of your self-esteem and who you are that makes a difference and in working in my office uh, not only um you know uh, taking letters and correspondence and doing things and adding things up mm-hmm. i would also and, and 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 adding things up i mean adding all the items of the day that sure. we had to do and mm-hmm. part of my scheduling and so on. I would also include Michael in the conversations with some of the serious meetings I would have. Yep. Uh, 
so much so, I think one day when the Japanese ambassador came for a meeting, I had Michael sit in on the meeting. Nice. And this sensitized, I mean, uh, the ambassador and uh, his officials were just were just so moved by it. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, Put it this way, uh, there were a lot of Pokemon gifts that came on a little <laughs> later on <laughs> to, my, to Michael. So, oh, yeah, nice. the, the, the added, ben- the added benefit uh, is is there, you know, yep. so for, for to, to be able to hire somebody, uh, Michael Trink, a guy like Michael Trink, yeah. a very special person. That's great, yeah. I uh, there's yeah. there's a few athletes on my uh, powerlifting team that have Down syndrome, and uh, no offense, Chris, but they're some of my favorite athletes to work with. <laughs> yeah. that's fine wow. <laughs> but uh no it, that's good no it's good to hear that uh you you keep in touch so um yeah. you have more questions yeah i got some i think all right what was like when you're working with prime minister cranchin what was like the one of the biggest decisions like through his Liberal Party that you guys had to do? Very good question, because one of the biggest decisions that he had to make uh, was not to go to war in Iraq. Yep. Uh, it, the, the pressure, international pressure on Canada from the United States, Great Britain, and other countries for Canada to join this coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't prepared uh, to take Canada into that war. And the political pressure was immense, both from in, within the Liberal Party and outside of the Conservative Party, uh, because everybody was saying at that time there were weapons of mass destruction mm-hmm. uh, in Iraq, and Saddam Hussein was a horrible guy, and he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but he chose... Uh, to keep Canada out of that war. So that to be in the room and to be part of uh, council and being part of the discussion, to be there for that uh, was uh, uh, an historic moment uh, for our country. Uh, I think that, uh, I think Prime Minister Chrétien will go down as uh, a fondly and well-respected Prime Minister who... The country felt pretty good about itself while he was in power uh, because he was an everyday guy mm-hmm. who I think who understood everyday problems. So when it was dealing with the economy or uh, separatism, uh, I mean, he was pragmatic as, as, as a prime minister. And he was also lots of fun to work with, mm. you know. He seemed like, uh, a, he'd, he'd, be, co- he'd, he'd, seem like he'd be a good guy outside of the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who would you like to have a beer with after a hockey game with? You know, I mean, yeah, Jean Chrétien. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 you're inclined to have a beer, yeah, which going I am going back over the last few or handful of prime ministers, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he, he, and 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 it was just and and just a, a delight to travel with because mm-hmm. uh, it, to this day, at the age of 88, I mean, he's the only Canadian uh, with that kind of. Uh, uh, historical uh, and practical memory mm-hmm. that goes back, you know, for for a long time. If you take a look at a man who was a student at Laval University in his twenties, like sixty yeah. some odd years ago, yeah. to the days of uh, Premier Duplessis in uh, in, uh, in Quebec, and he, he, and he watched the whole 
growth of this country. I mean, this country is not that old. Yeah. And uh, Monsieur Chrétien has lived probably half of <laughs> half of the, the birth of this country. So, Just about. Uh, yeah, he's a very he's a very special person, a very down to earth guy, and uh, and 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 also very kind. And it was always, to me, it was an honor, uh, a true honor, and yeah. an opportunity that I never thought in my life I would have. So, you know, to to get the opportunity to work with him and then to be appointed to the Senate. Uh, to do the things I've just talked about in this podcast. Yep. Uh, I am very grateful to the man to be able to have uh, these three lives, you know, journalist, yep. working for a politician, then becoming one. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Cool. So when when did you start with working with Crenshaw, Prime Minister Crenshaw? That was, uh, that was around 2001. Uh, to 2000, no, 2002, well, 20 years ago or so. Yeah, yeah that's when I started working with him. And um, yeah, we, we, we would, uh, we would, uh, we travel, I traveled the world with him. I was responsible for uh, the communications and the message that would come out of the Prime Minister's office. I had a great team I worked with. And uh, the good thing about him that I find that you don't see in uh, maybe in some politicians is that sometimes when you're in communications, you're supposed to be the person that uh, tells the story that somebody else has created, whether it's policy, press release or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but with Mr. Kretia, you're always in the room. Right. And you're always asked, your, your, your opinion may not have been be shared with a particular policy or whatever, but many times it was. Sure. You're always in the room being asked your point of view and being part of it. So when they were shaping policy as a communications person, mm -hmm. you did help shape policy. Well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a rather an in, in, innovative thing called, uh, you know, uh, sharing what you know, as opposed to saying, here's what I know, you don't know, just yeah. go tell them what I know. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. And, and, uh, everybody's input. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's input into it. So, nice. Yeah. So that was it. It was wonderful working for 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 Mr. Kretje. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's it. You good? Okay. Yeah. Well, we're a uh, couple two quick questions. Uh, we want to again respect your time. I know we probably went a little over. So sorry. Oh no. <laughs> look, look. I tell you, Todd and, and Lozy, when it comes to uh, when it comes to when it comes to this, uh, and, and my wife is very much part of this. Uh, uh, partnership that we have with Special Olympics. Yep. And I think that uh, those in the Special Olympics movement know my wife, Jeanette, uh, mm -hmm. because of our, 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 our sharing our lives together, uh, having this wonderful uh, child who um, motivated uh, both of us uh, to be able to take that mm -hmm. story and move it to a positive place as opposed to a place of sadness. Yep. Uh, when I talked earlier about uh, each of us having uh, a reason for being here, mm -hmm. I, I, really, I really believe in that. Uh, I, and and uh, so when I said, uh, when she asked me, how long is this going to be? And I said, well, I don't know, 30 minutes could go longer. Well, it's gone longer. And why has it gone longer? Is that I care yeah. so much. I really care yeah. so much about... about uh, the, the athletes, um, 
uh, I can't wait to be, uh, I'm going to do a sales job for myself right now. I can't wait to be invited to, to not participate, but just go mm-hmm. to some games somewhere yep. in this country uh, and just to watch just to watch people do what they do. Well, that- and that's what, and, and that's a message like I have to others who are just, who who are, um, uh, who don't, who, they should know, if they don't know enough about Special Olympics, that everybody says they're in a hurry. Yeah. But on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday morning or any time, if you have an opportunity in this country to go to a Special Olympics event, whether it's weightlifting, mm-hmm. golf or floor hockey, bowling whatever you're doing yep. go do it yeah because and take a deep breath and you'll walk out of that event uh, a seeing something that is powerful yep. powerful emotionally mm-hmm. psychologically powerful and you'll see something that you didn't think you'd ever see uh at, at a sporting event love yeah love yeah because that is the biggest thing that comes out for me is uh, I get emotional about this is is the love of athletes have for each other yeah. you know because they train as hard as anybody else yeah. and they want to win yeah. but as, as we've said before if you can't win well well let's get on with something else yeah. all right yeah. and 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 so uh, this is um this is what this is the fabric of our country. If we're if we're going to believe, if we're going to believe in the world of inclusion, then uh, the starting point is Special Olympics, mm-hmm. and uh, because it's more than just sport, it's about our own humanity yep. and how we treat each other and ourselves and our families. Bottom line, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, one of our goals for the hockey team is. Um, we want to get to the national games in Calgary, so yes. will we see okay. you there? We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give oh. you an informal invitation yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll keep in touch just to make sure <laughs> that we do actually get there. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's uh, that'd well, be good. But that, that, I, that I, I'd be honored to get there. I, yeah, I, I, I love you know, it, it, it uh, um. I appreciate that yeah. uh, very, very much. Yeah, no worries. But uh, yeah, like, I'm sure there's going to be, there's got to be some hometown games up Other in Ottawa. Games. Yeah, for sure. That yeah. You can, uh, well, I have to get in touch again, too, with my uh, people here in Ottawa, because yeah. like you, Todd, I said, um, I want to, I'm going to like to go back to the basics, too. I like to maybe volunteer in terms of, uh, I mean, I've done, I've done the fundraisers and yeah. I've done the uh, serious work in terms of. Uh, working on federal funding and I you know I'm a, I'm a, a, a big cheerleader and ambassador uh, I guess for Special Olympics uh, but if I can get you know back on the ground even helping out a certified coach uh, for example in uh, some of the some of the sports that that I enjoy yep. since I enjoy hockey mm-hmm. uh, even if I was just changing the lines on a, on a floor hockey, was would be fine by me. Yep. I have to. I'd like to get back into that. I think I have some. Uh, I, I have some expertise in terms of the love of sport, yeah. not expertise, but I love sport. Yeah, I love. I just love yeah. sport completely. I, yeah, and and, uh, and just having that is is good enough because then you can go into any of the other anything. sports and yeah. and be part of that for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
<clears throat> well, I'm there, and I and I, and and you have uh, uh, this podcast has helped spark uh, little spark uh, within me. I've um, the last few weeks has been a little tough for for me. Uh, my my sister passed away. Yes, sorry to hear that. Uh, so maybe I can do a younger sister. And you have to deal with these things, but uh, I know that my sister Mary Munson, uh, who would uh, like me to be stay positive, mm-hmm. and so this has uh, been the first spark Good. Uh, since her passing Excellent. for me to get back into having a conversation other than sadness. <laughs> and Good. and I think this is and this has been powerful, very powerful for me. Uh, to be part of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we can do that for you, at yeah. least. <laughs> so. Well, it's important. I appreciate it very yeah. much. No worries. Uh, any more questions? I have, I have our, well, our last question that I'm I good. ask everybody. Okay. Uh, I have one more question, and this is a question that we do ask everybody. Everybody. Everybody gets asked this question. So <laughs> what's your preference, chips or sweets? Chips. Ah, God. That's good. Nice. We, we're. I have to go back and make a tally board. Uh, but so far, chips is by so far. far the winner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, it's a go-to thing. Yes. You know, but it depends. Uh, uh, you know, because I'm from the Atlantic Maritimes. Uh-huh. You know, from the. Uh, it could be some sea salt vinegar mm. chips that mm-hmm. my mouth begins to water when I start talking. I got a whole cabinet full of them. Yeah, it's like, uh, mm, I rather I, I rather go there. You're driving on the highway. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, I could stop and get a carrot stick or something or some oh, cucumber. Yeah, right. You just reach out and chips. But it'll it'll be a diet something with that. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Coke Zero, right? Yeah, it's like chips yeah. and a Coke Zero. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, um, we should let you go again, uh, Jim. You. We we appreciate this uh, so much that you were able to uh, come out. Yeah, and uh, chat you. with us here. So if you ever are in the London area, yeah. we're here. Feel yep. free. Uh, yep. Give me jingle, whatever. You have my number and, now. And, so. and, and stay in touch with me with yeah. uh, if you have some games going on. And if I'm in that area, yeah. I, I have a son that's uh, working uh, in and around Hamilton. Yep. And uh, he's a jur- he's a journalist. And so I need I need every reason to get into that part of the world. Oh, so perfect. these things perfect. could always work. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like 45 minutes sure. away. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. again, thank you so much. We'll let you get back to uh, your party downstairs. Yep. Right. Um, so, and besides, you st- do you still have that garlic ice cream in in London? That there's a place that served garlic everything. Garlic everything. Well, yeah. there is a restaurant yeah. called Garlics. Maybe. I don't yeah. know if they uh, if they still well, do the garlic they, ice cream, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah, everything that was there that was garlic was very very good. But yeah. I do remember uh, that's I was on an election campaign a long time ago, and I do remember there was garlic ice cream, unless. It was a long campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd want it after that. For yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do our outro, a little bit of music, and then uh, we'll uh, send her off. Thanks. So, Chris, we're ready to shut her down. You ready? All right, let's go. Great to see you both. Shut her Until down next week, folks, stay kind. Sorry, stay oh. safe, be kind. Until next week, have a nice week. Bye, everybody. Bye.